the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, a good Saturday afternoon to you. It is the Saturday for the official kickoff, kickoff of summer. Yay! It's going to feel like summer this week. Uh-huh. 90. <laughs> of course, if, if you know, yeah. forecasts stay oh. the same. We'll see. Normally they get the heat right. They don't yeah. get the cold and they don't get the rain right, no, but they get the heat right. Or the snow. They never oh, the get snow, the snow, yeah. Well, that's part of the cold I was talking about. Well, because it's snow oh. instead of just cold. But, okay. but I hope you're having a good weekend. Mm. Uh, you are listening to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I'm your host, Roger Metz, and I'm joined by my co-host... Taylor Metz. Who's my daughter. Yeah. 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 Pretty good week, huh? Out of school. Yes. It's so good. So except, good. except you're making up some stuff. Well, yeah, but that was kind of expected. Homeschoolers, we go we go to school 12 months a year. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but but I have a lot more freedom. I don't have to go to school on Mondays and Wednesdays or Tuesdays and Thursdays either. So it's been pretty nice. Yeah. But is. you know, with school being out, yes. you know what that means? Uh, hit me with it. I have way more time for fishing. Yeah, we have we have been doing some fishing. In fact, we got fishing reports. Yeah, we do. You want to, would you like to do yours first or my, I mean, mine first? You go ahead. Huh? I don't want to talk about what happened no one going. Oh. Oh. Well, the Lake Hartwell report is there are still some fish on the bed. Mm-hmm. We, um, Neil, Paul, and I lost 12 pounds off the bed the other day <laughs> in two fish. Maybe, on my Maybe boat, 11. You are, you are a disappointment. 11. I mean, the, <laughs> like, literally almost like the third or fourth cast of the day with a wacky worm. I skipped it towards a rock on the shore in the shade. And with the line slack, I felt that fish thump. And I said to the guys, like six pounds, and broke it off at the boat. And I was like, "You, you idiot! There, there's a net in the right. There's a net in the in the rod locker." And but you know, it just never crossed my mind to get it out. We were supposed to be fishing the Jack Hunt tournament, uh, but we I just couldn't get up. There's just no way I could get up there. How did that tournament go, by the way? They raised forty eight hundred dollars. Wow. Yes. That's great. And I think David Ackerman won it. No way, really? Yes. I need to text yes. him. Shout uh, out to David. Shout out to David Ackerman. Congratulations. Uh, I bet that made him feel good coming from Erskine. And from an Erskine brother, yeah. Yep. yep. That's exactly right. If you don't if you don't know the story, Jack Hunt was uh, a freshman at Erskine fishing on the bass fishing team who lost his life on Lake Secession earlier this spring in a boating accident. So um, they had a benefit tournament put on by Palmetto Boat Center. Marty Walker and Chris mm-hmm. Canute were down there. Got to talk to them for a few minutes and... Uh, Good. So yeah, uh, fishing report. There, there are a few left on the beds on Hartwell. Uh, that, I mean, we didn't see a whole lot of schooling activity. We might have just been in the wrong place, at the wrong time. But it, it should be on down there. Um, I understand Murray's just pretty much any point you pull up to, you can throw top water all day long. Really? I want to go. 
Oh, yeah. oh, oh, here comes, here comes the dog. Sophie. <laughs> as, as she comes down the stairs, her tail hits the spindles. <laughs> and it's like, a, it's not quite as graceful as a chime or something like that. But it's like, all the way down. <laughs> Did you just hear that last one? It's like, <laughs> So anyway, um, so yeah, that's that's the fishing report for bass fishing. Uh, they're oh, brim. That's for Hartwell, though. That's for Hartwell. Uh, brim are on the beds. Mm-hmm. In fact, the places it looks like a B-52 went through a carpet bomb. <laughs> There's so many beds through there. But it's it's pretty cool to look at, but it's even better to look at on sonar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's really cool on sonar. <laughs> Sophie's she's clean. She's had a bath and all. So oh, Okay, girl. go ahead, Taylor. You got a, a well, couple minutes? we hit Bowen. Oh, just hang on a second. What? Hang on a second. Hang on a second. We, yeah, it was. You know I got it. Oh, Dad. <laughs> this is just for you. I have no comment. Okay. <laughs> Do you like that? I did. No, I, I did a lot. I didn't. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I can't. Okay. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> did me dirty, Dad. <laughs> well, fish report from Lake Bowen. Yes. We'll talk about that later. Um, <clears throat> slow, slow. If you are sight fishing and um, you don't know how to sight fish, <laughs> there there are none left on the bed. Okay, I'll take it back. Oh, wait, there were a couple a left on the bed. Oh, there are a bunch left on the bed. There weren't there as much fry garters. <laughs> Oh, well, okay, fry garters. Yeah. Yep, and there's some on the bed. I mean, I caught three off the bed, remember? <laughs> your best bet is slipping docks. That's probably your best bet right now. We had a lot of fun. I I, have, I think it's safe to say I have come very close to mastering You skipping. are doing well skipping docks. Yeah, so much well fun. Well skipping docks. Yeah, so much fun. Yep. Um, so, no, I mean, if you – it seems like earlier – bite was on for me, and then later the bite was on for you, but um, I was absolutely murdering you for the first couple hours. I know. And then it kind of it kind of stopped, and then it kind of picked up, but on your end, and um, yeah, it did. you beat me by like six. Yeah, something like that. Fish. Big fish, too. Like yeah. three pounders. I had little spots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I caught fish. You caught, you caught several good lines Caught two. Yeah. They're two pretty good ones. Two pretty good ones. Some of them we we spent a lot of time on. <laughs> Especially uh, you. I only spent like ten minutes on one fish. That was the one that was um, on the other side of the dock. It was ten minutes. Yeah. Because you that left me the, out in a spot where I couldn't do anything. I told you I was going to hang in the, the desert. Driver's seat. That's right. And I felt my skin searing. Yeah, that's good. right. But it was. And I was, like, and I was like twenty feet away from that fish. He was. He was in the wide mm-hmm. open. I was on the other side of you the dock. You were fishing probably. over a dock, yeah. I was, and I got him, too. <laughs> yeah, you did. I got him. But, um, you know, you it, you didn't have to oh, rub it in my bait. face. <laughs> Every single... What's that? What's that, Taylor? Oh, that's a fish. I bet you haven't seen one of those. And then what a... F- Amazon truck was at a house. <laughs> by this point, is crazy. By a point, we were fishing that. <laughs> And he had just caught one off a dock I was trying to catch one off of. And he said, hey, look, Taylor, there's Amazon. Maybe they can get you a fish for you. An order of fish. That's not good. Just off the top of my head, I saw the Amazon truck. I said, Taylor, call Amazon, see if they can overnight ship you a fish right quick. (laughs) I mean, we got Prime. 
I'm sure they can find you a large by someone. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> I hope that hit was hard enough for you. Ow, that hurt. That's a, that's a good. That's a good thing about sitting next to each other. Is I can hit you as much as I want. <laughs> oh, Amazon, they bring you a fish. I had a good day. You had a good day. Yes, we both had a good day. We had a great day. Turned you loose with the boat a little bit, and run up and down the lake yeah. while I and got the truck. That and was fun. That was fun. And, and look, she is. It, it is so much fun to pull up to the ramp in the morning with a, a 17-year-old, whether it be a boy or a girl. In my case, it's a girl. And you back it in, and they crank the boat up and back it off the trailer. And, you know, you run around all day, and you come back up and back the boat, the trailer back in, and they load the boat. And Taylor's mastering the art of me not having to get out and hook it up, she'll keep it Most hammered terrifying, down. Most terrifying thing ever, especially when the motor starts trimming up on you and you think you're about uh, to hit a prop on the concrete. No, you're not going to do anything like that. Mm, scary. But yeah, she's getting it down to where she can put it back on the trailer with the motor on. I just yank mm-hmm. her out of the water and mm-hmm. Literally, and, and people just sit there and just, it's, I've gotten some... Some nice compliments, and a lot of people <laughs> just stare in disbelief that there's <laughs> girls. Chicks can drive boats, too. Yeah. But so. speaking of, you know, fishing reports, next week we're supposed to go hit Lake Kiwi. Yes, Lake Kiwi next so week. we'll come back This with, week. This week. This week. This week. Yes. Yeah, this week we're supposed to hit it. So, and um, we'll come back and have a fishing report from It's there. been like 20 years since I've been fishing on Lake I've Kiwi. I've never been fishing Maybe. on Lake Kiwi. Alibi? Yeah, it's been more like 30 years. <laughs> so, anyway... All right, well, we do have a calendar of events, but we're going to be joined by uh, Ray Lewis from DNR. We're going to talk about boating safety because next week is Memorial Day weekend, and we mm-hmm. want you guys to be safe. So uh, hang loose. We'll be back on the other side with more Woods and Water South Con boating safety. Crinkle your eyes at me. I am. Um, you need better music. Uh, My no. goodness. Anyway, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Seems like every week you and I have this thing over music, and we it's. Do. I guess I. But you still haven't changed it. No, I haven't. And I never will. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. And, and as as we told you in the last in the last segment, we are joined by Staff Sergeant uh, Ray Lewis from the Department of Natural Resources because next weekend is Memorial Day. I guess the official opening of summer. There are a lot of new boaters out there, and we welcome you to the boating community, to our lakes and rivers and oceans and all, but we want you to be safe, and we want everybody else out there to be safe. So if you're new a boat owner, don't take this personally, because this applies to all boat owners. It's boating safety. And I appreciate Ray joining us. Uh, Ray, welcome back yes, to sir. Woods and Water, South Carolina, and take just a moment to introduce yourself, and we'll get started. Well, thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate the opportunity. Uh, yes, my name is Ray Lewis. Uh, I'm staff sergeant with the uh, investigations section. I'm, I'm sorry, not the investigations section, the education section. Education. I did, I did you were. before that. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, work with the education section, oversee uh, um, the the classes where we teach boating safety and, and hunter education in the in the schools and you know in various places around the upstate and. Uh, 
I've been with the department about 22 years and uh, love what I do. Talking about since we just since you just said it about boating safety courses, how does somebody find a boating safety course? You got a new boater out there that says, "Oh, boating's never thought about it. Maybe it's for me." How do they find the course and uh, and how can they take boating safety here in South Carolina? Absolutely. Um. Well, first and foremost, where most people go is you know you can just Google SCDNR and go to our DNR homepage and there's a big block right there on the side. Of button you can smash and, and it says how to take a motor safety course and there's uh there's several different ways um we we do in-person uh classes um i do a lot of classes at the uh, clemson dnr office and, okay you know that's the majority of the classes that i teach are there but we also offer them in other places um a lot of classes are offered in the schools to the students okay um, but then we also have a, a, a CD-ROM version that we can send to people uh, that they can take. There's an online version that they can take. The the classes that we teach in person are free of charge. The online classes, there is a charge for that class because it is offered uh, by a third party. Okay. And right here on the schedule, you're just right. It's a main page, right-hand side, June the 5th at Cabela's here in Greenville. 9 to 3 on June the 12th. You can go to Charleston, Salem Power Squadron and get the course. Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary Station in Charleston and the Sticks Classroom in West Columbia. That's all, uh, in person. And they're That's all, correct. um, only one is sold out. Yeah. And, and, and the two other entities you mentioned there, and I did not, I mean, DNR provides classes, but you also have the U.S. Power Squadron that provides classes in the uh, United States Coast Guard Auxiliary. So there's lots of, of places, but that's a great place to find out is you go on that website, it brings yep. up that calendar and you can pretty much bring up any, any weekend or, or whatever. It'll show you everything that's scheduled throughout the year. All right. Well, let's, let's get into it. Um, you know, the DNR website is, it's, it's going to be redeveloped. So if you want to chime in and, and give them hints on how they should redevelop it, it's fine. But right now, if you go to that, if you go to the main page and you go to boating, which is the second one across, and then you go to boating safety, which is the second one down, that's where we are. And we're just going to run down that. It's, um, before you leave, you know, a float plan. Simple Absolutely. enough, simple enough, but man, what a, to be first on the list, it's a good thing to have. Yeah, and it's, it, you know, it's like everybody's heard their whole life, it's the, the W's, who, what, where, when, why, how, you know, where are you going, who are you going with, when you plan on leaving, it, when you plan on getting back, um, if you deviate from that plan, you know, be sure to let somebody know, if you if you go to one lake and go, well, it's too busy here, I'm going to go over here to this other lake. You know, let somebody know that you've deviated from your plan. It doesn't have to be on any legal form or, you know, sure. entered on the website. It can just simply be a text message or written down on a napkin and left on the counter for somebody to see. But, uh, just let a responsible person know what your plan is, where you're going. How important is it to check the weather before you leave? Incredibly important. And that is one of the biggest things that people don't take into consideration. That's a great question. Um, as you guys are well aware, some of these lakes, especially you get up here, Joe Cassie, can be an extremely <laughs> dangerous lake when yeah. a storm comes up. I have seen, you know, Lake Joe Cassie, and anybody that's spent time on that lake has seen it go from glass to four to five feet yes. almost instantaneously. And, uh, 
you get down around Santee, a lot of the shallow tree. Same, yep. same thing. Yep. So, so you know, lots of different ways to check the weather. Certainly, pay it, you know, you see it on TV. You yep. know, almost everybody's got a phone. You can pull it up on your phone, look at radar. The important thing is, is, is knowing that the winds, you know, the storm, a thund- summer thunderstorm doesn't have to be right on top of you mm. for it to be bad. Those winds, you know, can, can, can be, you know, 20 miles away and still be really strong and kick up some strong waves. So. Yeah, we um, back in my younger days, my brother and I got caught on the other side of Jocassi in canoes one time. Ooh! And it wasn't, you know, we and it wasn't four to fives, but it was two to threes, and we were in the same, you know, it was dicey coming back across the lake. Sure, it really sure. was. And and you know, of course, you I was in my twenties, you know, I was like, oh, this is fun. I'm looking back on that, going, oh, this was idiotic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and one of one of the things we're seeing a lot of now, this on Jocassi, the proliferation of, of um of the paddle boards, you know. Oh yeah. You know, all these paddle board tours and kayak and canoe tours, and they they'll go out and get way you know far away from the boat landings, and and we've had several calls out where we've had to go out. And, and help those folks, you know, get back. And uh, a lot of times when I tell people in my classes, if you get in a situation like that and a storm comes up and you don't think you can make it back across open water, you know, your best bet may just be find a cove. Just get sure. back up in the back of a cove where there's some calm water. If you can find a dock, great, you know, and just ride it out. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. Um, you know, it, it, this is life-saving devices. I think, you know, I guess we, I guess one of those is a, is a throwable device. Which is probably a lot better than you jumping in the water trying to save somebody. Correct, correct. And a lot of people don't, you know. Best rule of thumb is if you're not sure, have one with you. Uh, they're actually not required on what we call Class A boats, which is anything less than 16 feet in length. They're they're not required, but hey, great idea to have one. Sure. Anything over 16 feet in length, you are required to have a Coast Guard approved throwable device. Lots of times we pull up side boats and we'll say, you know, I don't expect everybody to know, you know, to know like, the U.S. Coast Guard type four, you know, <laughs> throwable. You know, we say, hey man, you know, let me, you got your throwable cushion on board. Most people know what that is, and a lot of people look at us like deer in the headlights, you know, and they're handing us a fender, they're handing, trying to actually pull the seat cushion off the driver's seat to hand to us. I'm like, no, this is a, and I'll show them, I'll pull mine yeah. up and show them it's the square cushion with the straps, got a label on it, says U.S. Coast Guard approved, you know, and then it rings a bell, like, oh, yeah, 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 we pulled that out when we washed the boat and left it on the dock. Okay. <laughs> so, but you do have to have that in addition to wearable PFDs, so you've got to have at least one throwable on board, but that does not count as a wearable life jacket. Okay. So, you know about the wearable devices, life jackets, obviously. Um, Size-wise, how important is it to have the correct size for a life jacket, whether that be an adult, a child? How important is that? Well, it's obviously incredibly important. Um, but going either way, it's important. Certainly, you know, nobody wants to see a child. Nobody wants to see anybody drown. But, you know, it, it's certainly worse when you've got a child. And when all you've got on board is a adult life vest, you know, for 90 pounds or larger, and then you've got a small, you know, five-year-old or less on there, there's no way that jacket's going to fit them. You know, if they hit the water, the first thing that's going to happen is it's going to pop right off of them. Right. And they're, they're not going to have anything. You know, furthermore, you know, if you've got an adult and all you've got is a child's jacket, well, those jackets are designed to, 
you know, sustain or hold up a, a certain amount of weight. So if you've got a large adult and all you've got is a small child's jacket, that's obviously not going to keep them afloat. So, so it's absolutely important to look at those labels, open them up, whether it's the, the you know, cumbersome bulky orange ones or whether it's a, uh, an inflatable or whether it's a type three ski vest, you know, you've got to look at those labels and, and it goes by weight. And sometimes it goes by chest size. And uh, I'm now, you know, we don't go out there with tape measures. <laughs> Please extend your arms so I can measure your torso. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, but it's easy to look at a kid and say, okay, this kid needs either an infant life vest, which they do make infant life vest. Sure. Um, or a child small. And, and, and the adult, you know, needs to look at the weight. You know that 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 thing's rated for and, and have it. And another thing is on the small ones, a lot of them have crotch straps, and those are very important. You know to you know put that crotch fasten the crotch strap on that that infant or that child small because um, they you know there have been instances where you know a, a child came out of the life jacket because they didn't have the crotch strap you know, strapped. And uh, so um, you know it's it you know that's when when cleaning the boat, checking all the safety equipment. You know, having the right size, proper fit, and in good condition, what we call serviceable condition. Right. You know, if, if those things have rips and tears and they're worn or half the, the flotation has come out of it, you know, throw it away, go buy a new one because that's just as good as not having one. So. Gotcha. Um, got about, I don't know, a minute and a half or so. In connection with life jackets, there is a new Coast Guard rule and... Some of you may have heard about it, about having the kill switch attached. Ours attaches to our life jackets when we're running the bass boat. Mm-hmm. Take a minute, about a minute, and talk just about that new regulation and where Absolutely. it stands. Well, what we know about it is the Coast Guard came out with a, a nationwide mandate that any boat, anybody operating a boat under 26 feet in length is going to be required to wear a a uh, safety lanyard, you know, and, and manufacturer, well, pretty much any boat, whether it's manufactured with one or not, is going to have to be equipped with a kill switch. Now, okay. a lot of there's a lot of confusion right now as to people saying, okay, well, is that automatic? Is that enforceable and all that? And right now, my understanding of it is until that is adopted as a state law, that is that is really not enforceable, but that doesn't mean that it's not a critical piece of equipment. It is. I am one of those. That is one of my pet peeves is <laughs> safety lanyards because yeah. I have seen so many fatalities. I, you know, I made the slip of the tongue at the beginning saying I was with the investigations unit. I right. was for about 15 years. So a lot of fatalities, a lot of those fatalities could have been prevented with the use of the safety lanyard and the kill switch. All right. So right now we are strongly encouraging people to use them no matter what boat they're on. Even if it's a 24-foot pontoon boat, seems very benign. Yep. Nothing can happen. It can just as easily happen on, on that boat. All right. Hang on. Be right back after the break, folks. You just had to dance to every have, single bumper music, don't you? I have ants. Oh yeah, it looks like it. You need to learn. You need dance lessons. No, I don't. I used to dance a lot, young lady. I don't. I don't need to know that. No, but I, you know, I really your mom and I used to dance a lot. I don't uh, know that either. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, welcome. 
Do what now? TMI. Exactly. Oh, no, there's no such thing around this house. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. We are on with Ray Lewis from the Department of Natural Resources talking about boating safety. Uh, covered right in the air at the end. Uh, had to rush on and, and end up with the uh, the kill switch thing. So, Ray, if I understand it right, uh, the Coast Guard is a, has has said this is what we're going to do, but until it's codified in the South Carolina state law, it's pretty much unenforceable. But we do want people to wear them. Absolutely. Okay. All Absolutely. Right. Got that out of the way. You know, there's there's a lot of things to getting the boat ready, uh, trailering to a boat ramp, things to do while you're launching that should have been done at home that don't need to be done on the boat ramp. Uh, in other words, when you pull up that boat ramp, you better be ready to dunk that boat because there's probably a line right. behind you, especially starting Memorial Day on in the summer. So take a minute, a couple of minutes, and talk about that whole process and what you need to check at home, what you need to check right before you put in, and what you need to have ready so you can dunk that boat. Absolutely, yeah. And, I, you know, certainly, you know, the, the day, you know, most people go home, park the boat, and never touch it again, <laughs> you know, until the day they want to go back to the lake. And that's not the time to do it. Take some of your time off. Go and check those batteries, make sure they're charged up, check those tires, make sure they're aired up, greased up, you know, the bearings on the on the trailer. You know, you've got to maintain the trailer, you know, as much as the boat. But, you know, what this one to mean today is not even make it to the lake, you know, because you didn't maintain your trailer. So once you get to the lake, you know, make sure that, you know, if you're not good at backing a trailer, backing a boat, Fourth of July weekend is not the time to practice. <laughs> no, it's not. Either. So, you know, I always tell people, you know, please take time. You know, if you if you need to practice, go to a go during a weekday to a boat ramp where it's not busy, or go to a Walmart parking yeah. lot or something mm-hmm. like that and practice. Yep. Once you get to the boat ramp, okay, and you said you hit the nail on the head, get as much done before you get to the boat ramp. Most boat ramps or boat landings are going to have some parking spots up at the top end of the parking lot that are dedicated for loading and unloading. And I don't mean putting the boat on the trailer. I mean putting the coolers, the bags, the, the skis, the inner tubes, putting all of that in the boat and getting everything ready so that once you get to the boat landing and you get it back down in there, all you've got to do is crank it, unhook it, and go. Because you're right, especially on these busy weekends, you're going to have, you know, five and six other people on boats and trailers lined up waiting on you. And if you're doing all that at the boat landing, you're not making any friends. I can promise you that. So, <laughs> no, no, you're not. Uh, those those drain plugs is a huge one that people forget. You won't do that, but a couple of times in your life, and you'll learn that lesson the hard way. I'm a I'm proof of that. I've done it, done it more than once. I'm go, sure we all have. If you ahead. boat enough, you're going to forget a drain plug. Go ahead, Taylor. The amount of times. Twice. I, no, <laughs> no, Twice. no. Once I even let you jump no. in the water and put it in while we're let in the water. Let me, <laughs> let me. It was cold. <laughs> Been there, done that. I jumped in the water to put it in. I took it. I took it. Back on the trailer twice okay. because somebody forgot the plug and yeah. somehow it was my fault. Why is it always my responsibility? Well, I what? get the life jackets and the units <laughs> on and all, all the switches on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'll tell you, TMI. Just as important as putting it yeah. in that a lot of people don't remember taking is it taking out. it out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because if you leave it in there and you go and park it and your boat sits outside, even if you put snap-on canvas covers on it, yep. you're going to get water in there. And if that plugs in, 
the water's going to fill up. It's going to yep. kick the bilge pump on, and it's going to pump until it kills the battery. And then eventually, if enough water gets in there, it gets in your motor and just causes you all kind of problems. That's so right. please remember to pull it out and let it drain, um, you know, after you pull it out of the water. So. Yep. And then make sure, and the one thing I always do, I always connect the safety straps and chains and all that while I hook the boat up to the car. When I get to the end of the driveway, I stop. Check it. And I go Absolutely. back and I check everything. I check the the uh, the latch at the, the the bow latch and all. Make sure it's on. I check the yep. tie downs of the trailer. I take the chains that go to the car. It, it's and it doesn't take but fifteen seconds. Yeah, and and a lot of people don't realize when chains they think okay I've got these two little holes here I just hook the chain to a hole and I go about my business. On any trailer, whether it's a utility trailer, camper trailer, whatever. You're supposed to cross those That's chains right. or cradle. cross the cables and creates a cradle. That way, yep. if it does come off of the ball, you know it, it. Um, you know it's got a place to fall and not down onto the ground as you're going down the road. Another important thing is making sure that boat is loaded properly on that trailer with the correct amount of tongue weight. Too much tongue weight or too little tongue weight can cause you some serious problems. I'm sure everybody at some point in time has seen a a car flipped over on the side, you know, in a Mm-hmm. into the interstate with a camper trailer or something where, you know, they had too much tongue weight on it and it caused that car to lose control. So. Yep. All right, five minutes left. Uh, right. On the water, uh, on the water, and it's something we talked about off the air and, and something Taylor and I have seen, bow riding. Yes, sir. An absolute pet peeve of mine. Um, I, I, you know, we have a handful of, things that we have zero tolerance on and bow riding is absolutely one of them because bow riding is something that will get you killed and uh and it and it will it has happened before and it happens quickly uh we see it more so with pontoon boats than we do with say bass boats or center consoles or stuff like that but you know i know it's fun to sit down there and let the wind blow in your hair and let your feet drag in the water but you hit a wave, like we were talking about waves earlier, mm-hmm. you hit a, a log that's floating, you know, another boat, whatever. You go in that water, I don't care how proficient you are as an operator, you're not going to get that that throttle pulled back to neutral or get that prop stopped from spinning before it, you know, it, it goes over somebody. And on a pontoon, they go right down the middle, right between the two tubes, and, yep. you know, right through the motor. And, and it's a it's a very tragic thing. Easily preventable. Lots of people don't realize it's even dangerous. Some people have even made the argument, well, my boat's equipped with, you know, I've got these bass fishing seats that are located up there on the front deck. They're yeah. made to sit in. No, they're made to sit in when you're fishing, fishing. but not while that boat's underway. That's right. Yep. So, so we ask that everybody in any boat is seated inside the boat when the boat is underway, not sitting on the gunnel, not sitting on the back, certainly not on the bow. Drugs and alcohol. A minute. Drugs, no good in any situation. Period. Okay. We all know that. Um, um, alcohol, we ask that everybody have a designated driver. Um, and we ask, you know, there, there, there is no open container law in, in the state of South Carolina in a boat. You can be in the boat and be drinking, but we just ask that the operator uh, be sober. Um, if somebody is consuming alcohol and, and driving a boat and get stopped, then we have a .08 limit, just like we do on the on the roadways and vehicles. Okay. Um, we do have a boating under the influence law, just like a DUI law. Okay. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. But uh, I think we can skip over most of that other stuff. Uh, we were talking earlier. Three things that happen when the sun goes down. Yes, sun <laughs> goes down. 
at official sunset, and everybody can find that on their GPS. They need to turn their navigation lights on. Okay. And the jet skis need to be parked at the dock. They're not allowed to be operated at a, after official sunset. And the skiers and the tubers need to be pulled in. So if you're turning the lights on on your boat, don't be pulling kids on the tubes at the same time. Um, also, check and make sure you have spare fuses and spare light bulbs because everybody we stop that doesn't have their lights on says, oh, they just went out. Everybody's lights just <laughs> went out 30 seconds before we stopped. So, Amazing. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, gosh, let's see. Bow riding, three things that go out. <laughs> what else did we talk about here? Um, what was the fill-in? I guess that the PwC, you, you can't operate a PwC between sunrise, sunset and sunrise, and that's that's black and white. Yeah, no, that's absolutely, yep. and that's, okay. that's a nationwide, that's a Coast Guard thing. So okay. even if you say you put your own lights on the jet skis, they cannot be operated after official sunset uh, to official sunrise. Okay. Um, so uh, so those, they're, they're dangerous, and, you know, they, they're boats. You know, a lot of people think that they're not boats, they're toys, or that they have their own set of rules. Right. And they, they do have rules that apply to them, but they're boats, and they are they have to follow all the same rules and laws that every other boat out there has to, so. And we highly, highly encourage everybody to take a boater safety class. Even if you've boated your entire life, I promise you, you take a class, you're going to walk away either learning something new or being reminded of something. Sure, because we all forget. We all forget. Uh, Just remember, all boats approaching from the right have the right of way. Correct. And, I mean, we got about a minute left in this segment. Is there anything you want to cover in the next 30 seconds? Yeah, the biggest thing, the the weight issues, you know, we're getting more and more and more people on these waterways. We all know that we see it, that, you know, some of these lakes, Kiwis just get nuts with people. Um, Biggest thing about boating is common sense and respect. Have respect for other boaters. Have respect for people's uh, property, their docks, you know. Pulling the throttle back half throttle and plowing through (laughs) the water is not slowing down. You're not doing anybody any favors, okay? Idle speed means idle speed. just enough power to maintain forward steerage. That's idle speed. And, and, and right now in South Carolina, you have to be at idle speed within 50 feet of any dock or person in the water. Okay. So we ask people just be respectful, bring the throttle back, or if you have to go fast, don't even go in a cove. Stay out in the open water. Ray, always a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. We'll do this again. Yes, sir. Um, Thanks much. And, folks, be careful out there on the water. We want you to have a good time. DNR is not out there to wreck your weekend. We're out there to keep you safe. Hang on. Next segment after the break. My Don't music. make promises you can't keep. No, no, no. Don't no, write no, checks no, your no. body can't cash. As you can tell, we've had a great week together. With her out of school, we have done some stuff together. We've gotten along. I mean, it's just been great. <sighs> and and tell them one more time. No. One more time. No. One more time. No. 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 Yeah.
<laughs> Parenthood. Sometimes you have to wait a long time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to have fun with it. Mm-hmm. In this case, I have waited a long time. Oh, my gracious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> too good. Can I do it again? No. <laughs> I will disconnect that cable to your mind. I love YouTube. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Everything you needed to, to fingertips. I changed oh, a so, so great. ignition coil via YouTube this week. Yeah, on my car. Yes. I really hope you did a good job. I hope so, too. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> we do have a calendar of events brought to you by uh, Visit Anderson and... <laughs> Green Fall Lining and Event Center. Who, hey, hey. They, hey. they have... Dug out for the amphitheater down there. Oh, hey. They really look cool down there. They're getting all fancy. Yeah, the amphitheater's coming to Green Pond Landing and Event Center. See, and you know what's going to be fun? We can look back and say, I remember when. I remember when it was a lot of dirt. (laughs) A lot of dirt. A lot of dirt. (laughs) A lot of dirt. Um, Coastal Expeditions, Memorial Day weekend, next weekend. Goodness, they start off Tuesday. Uh, a full moon kayak tour from Isle of Palms, a sunrise kayak tour. Um, then on Wednesday, a full moon kayak tour. And, of course, they have some Isle of Palms and Jim Creek daily kayak stand-up paddleboard tours. Thursday, Bulls Island Ferry. Um, Friday, Shark, Fossils, and Facts kayak tour. That would be pretty cool. Blackwater kayak tour on the Black River on Saturday, the 29th. Sunday, they have another Blackwater kayak tour. And Monday, they have a Morris Island Shark Tooth Beach Drop. Oh, wow. And they're going Blackwater Kayak Tour in the Francis Marion, too, <gasps> which would be really cool. So get a hold of it. If you're going to be down in uh, Low Country, <clears throat> around Charleston, Mount Pleasant, Isle of Palms, Sullivan's Island, Folly Beach, James Island, <laughs> North Charleston, Goose Creek, uh, Latson, man, man, how long are you going to do Somerville, this? Somerville, Gracious Monk's me. Corner. Georgetown. Dad! <laughs> I <wouldn't die>. No! <laughs> yeah! Uh, yeah. Man, I'm glad. Uh, this, okay. Go ahead. You got something? Can, can, I go, can I go now? Go ahead. Can I contribute to this? Sure. Okay. Can I play that one more time? No! You're never going to let me let it down now. I know no. that. That was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Taylor's First Baptist is putting on a woman's basic pistol shooting Saturday, June 5th, or Saturday, June 12th, um, from 8.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, it's $125 cost. Um, you can register at taylorsfbc.org. And that's just basic handling um, of a handgun, and they're going to be at sharpshooters. Very good. Culminating with time on the range. Mm-hmm. Cool. Nice. Uh, Hook, Line, and Heroes raffle. All proceeds benefiting Hook, Lines, and Heroes, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization supporting PTS and wounded veterans through spiritual and recreation, uh, recreational fishing. This is Keith DeBose's organization, or one he works with. Uh, tickets 20 bucks each, drawing date June the 1st. I got three drawings for a chance to win three different prizes a Yeti Tundra 45, a $500 Amazon gift card. Oh, boy. Or a uh, bona fide SS-127 kayak. So you can go to uh, Hook, Line, Hook, Line, and Heroes and uh, get in on the raffle. I thought you were going to say something about Amazon again. No, I, was, I refrained. Thank you. You're welcome. Much appreciated. Does <coughs> um, Amazon deliver bass? Dad! Uh, I need to look that up. 
I'm sure it delivers a talking bass. Like, you know the ones you put up on the oh, wall? Yeah. And I, have, I had one of those. You did? Yeah. Oh, Jerry. Gosh. I just remember from Wally. To... Do you remember it was in his little... You know, you remember when he was yes, in Wally? Yes, the movie Wally, and, he had one. Oh, yes. that... I haven't seen that movie in years. Anywho, that's yes. the only kind of bass, <clears throat> you know. I will catch the real bass. Gosh, if it kills me. <clears throat> Go ahead. Um, Fundraiser Catfish Tournament for Palmetto Elite Softball, um, June 5th, and it's going to be at Swansea Bait and Tackle Shop. Um, Captain's meeting is at 6 a.m., and the weigh-in is at 2 p.m. Entry fee is $80 per boat, um, a limit of three fish, and first and second place, cash payout 50%. <clears throat> nice. Uh, the last Five Alive at Lake Hartwell uh, is coming up June 6th, Green Pond Landing. Um, you know, if you want to jump in and just see what it's all about, maybe next year you fish the whole thing. But yeah, Five Alive out of Green Pond, it's a Bassmaster Team Championship thing. So you're oh, actually wow. fishing to qualify for the Bassmaster Team Championship and earn a spot in the Classic because somebody from the teams goes to the Classic. Oh, wow. Pretty cool. So that's something maybe you want to look at for next year. But get out there and then fish it just to see what it's like. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Um, Okay. Is that all of it? Mm-hmm. Okay, speaking of Lake Bowen. Yeah, Lake Bowen is doing some major improvements yeah. to their main dock and their parking. They're extending their parking a well, lot. Well, they have, they have totally redone the boat parking lot. Yeah, pretty much. It used to be all grass, didn't it? No, that was, yeah, well, that was a field. No, you can yeah. park there. You just parked on the little bit that was paved mm-hmm. right there on the warden's office. Yeah, but I say the warden's office, that's mostly, all of the wardens parked out there. and so Out front, but in the back is where we parked. Yeah, but they've extended that parking ramp all the way to the right. road now. That's really nice. Yeah. So it said our, starting October 19th um, that Spartanburg Water was going to be making some safety improvements and some additional parking spaces on the upper loop of the park um, just for boat trailers and... They will separate the vehicle traffic from the visitors, you know, the little park area. Uh-huh. That's going to be separate. Um, and then it says, for those visiting the park with a motorized watercraft, um, they're adding an additional boat landing and ading additional parking yep. um, in the lower portion as well. Uh, it'll that's be already there. The new ramp is in, is done. Yes. Yep. I was there when they dug it out and had it in drywall, and wow. it's there. They're going to move... Let's end the story. Go ahead. Keep on. But, yeah, it's already there. Everything is paved and ready to go. Hmm. It just says more. It allows for more direct access um, using the two boat landings. Um, it said it should take seven months, but they're doing really well on everything. And I guess yeah. it would mm-hmm. be seven May, months. May, June. In May June? would be, the end of May would be seven months. Oh, wow. Start That's right. Okay. So, I haven't yeah. been up there in a while. <laughs> um, it'll be, it was divided into two phases. Um, the first was focusing on construction, and the second was on the landscaping and shore improvements. Yep. Um, it just says some of the safety benefits would be enhanced traffic flow, um, and then the designation of the existing boat ramp in the upper loop for the non-motorized watercraft. So it'll be really nice. I'm really excited because I like using, we used to use the main. Um, Not the one on the point, one kind yeah, of behind right. the warden's office. And it w- it's I mean it's it's decent but now it's going to be yeah it's, even so better. So you're going to have essentially when this is done, 
uh, as you enter Lake Bowen. And if you've never been out there, it's pretty cool. they got a really nice kid park out there, too. Mm-hmm. It's right in the middle of In the middle of, the of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it's nice. I mean, it's a restricted access, 115 outboard. I think it's 130 inboard. Uh, there's a license fee. If you live in Spartanburg County, you get a greatly discounted price compared to what I live pay in Greenville County to go over there. Um, it's really cool. And so it, when you go into park and all, oh, there's a twice the ice there on the right. Oh, there is. Yep. yep. Or twice or an ice machine. You know, everybody pulls in there and gets their ice and all. Um, then you go as you go around the point, the the ramp you come out into the point is going to be now the dedicated kayak canoe launch. Mm-hmm. With a, there will be one dock up there. They're bringing, the second dock is going to come back around and be the third dock at the new boat ramp. So you got the park in the middle, you got kayak canoe launch out on the point. Uh, they have gone in and, and widened all the roads around the end and all and put in better turn, more parking along the edge of the roads. And as you come back around, you will, on your right, you'll have two four lane, two two lane boat ramps. And there'll be a dock on each end and one in the middle, which is really nice. And then south of the warden's office, so the do- bo- the boat ramps are directly behind the warden's office to the east. No, to the west. To the south, it, all that is boat and trailer parking. And I I tried to count up. I can't remember how many boat, but it's a bunch. It's a bunch of uh, boat parking. It's really going to be nice out there because it is a heavily used, heavily used uh park yeah i was about to say it's it's whenever we go there i mean you know when we, go there, cool. when we go there early in the morning there's really nobody but yeah. once you get off the water i mean two three o'clock there are kids everywhere yeah and you know a lot of people either putting in after work after school or coming out from if they're you know up early like us mm-hmm. um but it is it's a really nice place if you've never been and you want to go try somewhere different go there you can see hogback mountain from down the oh lake yeah on the lake it's really pretty it is the really lake. pretty <clears throat> um Okay, big news. South Carolina Repub- uh, General Assembly has officially fortified the Palmetto State's Second Amendment rights through the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Um, it, yes, well, you push the button when it's time. Which one is it? That one. <laughs> you never let me touch the button. I never let you touch your button. Be careful. Uh, the legislation ensures that federal government cannot compel our law enforcement to enforce unconstitutional federal mandates. Uh, in response to the current shortage of ammunition, this remarkable legislation modifies the qualifications to become a CWP holder from 50 rounds to 25 rounds. Uh, open carry with training. South Carolinians can now openly carry their firearm upon completion of a CWP course. The law eliminated the $50 CWP fee. And churches that meet on school property can choose if they will allow CWP holders to carry their to carry during the worship services to defend their con- congregations. SLED guidance. Um, Current valid conceived weapons permit holders are not not authorized to openly carry handguns South Carolina until August the 15th. Um, okay, there's some other stuff. Check into that, though. Anyway, thanks for being here. Be safe next weekend. Please. On the water and anywhere else you might be. And until then, we'll see you next week. Make time to get out there. Take it back when you can. Don't forget the camera. See you next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina.